right, here we go. Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. Give us 600 seconds, and we'll give you the tools you need to improve your handicapping. My name is Joe Fortenball, and it's great to have you with us for this week's edition of the College Football Podcast. A 2-1 record on our college football picks last week, so we'll close the show with an attempt to keep that train on the tracks. And in just a couple of minutes, professional handicapper Brian Edwards will break down the first installment of the college football playoff rankings, as well as the best bets to isolate on the Week 10 card. But we begin with this week's edition of the Sharp 600 Upset Alert. The Upset Alert now 5-2 against the spread over the last seven weeks thanks to Wake Forest's 42-32 outright win over Lamar Jackson and Louisville last Saturday. This Saturday, we go back to the well with one of our favorite trends in the sports betting universe. By backing the Texas Longhorns as seven-point underdogs at TCU for two key reasons. First, as we've detailed before here on the Sharp 600, dating back to his days as the offensive coordinator at Ohio State in 2012, Longhorns head coach Tom Herman is 11-3 straight up and 14-0 against the spread when assuming the underdog role. In fact, Herman's 3-0 against the spread in the underdog role this season alone with covers against USC, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State already on his ledger. Second, TCU had its undefeated season come to a screeching halt at Iowa State last Saturday as the Horned Frogs' top 10 scoring offense mustered a grand total of just seven points in a shocking 14-7 upset defeat. We're expecting Herman Savvy in the underdog role to merge with a TCU hangover spot for a Texas outright win and cover in this week's edition of the Upset Alert. Brian Edwards joins the show with your Week 9 college football betting blueprint in just a moment. But before he does, here's your weekly reminder to head on over to CoversExperts.com. Use the promo code SHARP600 for a free $30 credit towards your next Covers Expert purchase. Right after that, shoot on over to Covers.com, jump into the Streak Survivor Contest. It's completely free, and it'll give you a chance to win $100,000. He's a professional handicapper. You can catch him at BrianEdwardsSports.com and at VegasInsider.com, as well as on Twitter at VegasBEdwards. Brian Edwards returns to the Sharp 600. Brian, as always, thank you so much for your time. Tuesday night, the first installment of the college football playoff rankings were released. Georgia, Bama, Notre Dame, and Clemson. Were you surprised Georgia got the nod for the number one spot over the Crimson Tide? Well, if we're doing power rankings like I do, where, you know, who I'd make over favorite over whom on a neutral field tomorrow, um, I, you know, I have Alabama one. But I understand what the committee's doing. They are judging the resume as it exists now. And to date, Georgia has played a tougher schedule. Now, will that change in the coming weeks? Yes, because Alabama's got to go to Starkville. They've got to go to Auburn. And they've got LSU at home. So we took the Alabama overtake Georgia maybe next week, maybe the week after, what have you. But, yeah, no, I'm fine with Georgia being one right now because the committee is to judge the resume as it exists right now. And Georgia's got more impressive wins uh, because they play tougher teams. If Georgia and Alabama both run the table, they go undefeated and they meet in the SEC championship, should the loser of that game get a spot in the college football playoff? Uh, this is going to depend how everything else plays out. I would probably say yes, 
but we're just going to have to see how everything unfolds with, with all the other teams. I mean, we've had craziness happen many times. I mean, remember 07 LSU back when it was just two teams had, had lost twice uh, in multiple overtime games and were still able to work themselves back into the title game. So we should just, um, we'll see, you know, Notre Dame might not win out, you know, Clemson might not win out. Uh, we'll see how the big 12 and big 10 are going to beat each other up. But uh, right now, I would say the loser of that game, if they both went out, yeah, we'll still be one of the top four teams. I would say that, yeah. All right, so speaking of Alabama, they've got the annual matchup with LSU this weekend. It's in Tuscaloosa. Bama is currently a 21-point favorite. Do you side either way on this one? I remember a time when the under was the lock play in this rivalry. Yeah, it has been many times with low-scoring games. but um, And I do think it's a little high. I made the total 48. But I'm just scared of Alabama's offense. I made the side 21 and a half. I would say I lean to the under, but Bama's offense scares me. They can score a lot. They can score them quick. And as you know, they can do it on special teams and defense where they get scores all the time as well. Right now, it's a pass for me. It's Bedlam this weekend in the Big 12. Oklahoma State hosting Oklahoma. The Cowboys a two and a half point favorite. Any lean in any particular direction for this one? Yeah, I lean Oklahoma State, but I bet them in this game, games of the year in the summer at plus three, and I also bet them in the summer at plus 350 to win the Big 12. So I like my position as is, but in my contest where I've got to pick 25 games, I'll be picking Oklahoma State, and I do like them, but my position at plus three is better than minus two and a half. TCU is laying seven against Texas. The Horned Frogs are off that upset loss at Iowa State. Meanwhile, as I'm sure you know, Tom Herman, a perfect 14-0 in the underdog role, going back to his days at Ohio State in 2012 as the offensive coordinator. Is that a lot of points to be laying for a team that could be in the hangover spot here? You know, I made made TCU six, uh, so I think it's a pretty good number. But, you know, uh, the, the underdog numbers, with Herman, make it awfully tempting uh, to go with Texas. Uh, and it looks like Ellinger will be back this week. So uh, I slightly lean uh, to Texas based on Herman's just unfathomably incredible underdog history. Miami has won four consecutive games by one score. They've been flying by the seat of their pants. They've got Virginia Tech in Miami this week, and they find themselves as a small two-and-a-half-point dog. Is this the week Miami gets that wake-up call? I, yeah, they've been, they've been flirting with a loss forever. I mean, despite being uh, plus three in turnover margin, Syracuse had a great chance to win that game in the fourth quarter a couple of weeks ago. I've been saying Miami's a fraud for weeks. Uh, they're as high as they've been in my power rankings all year right now, and that's only at number 14. Um, I lean Virginia Tech to this one on this one, but I have yet to play it. You mentioned Syracuse a second ago. Dino Babers has worked wonders with this program. They're catching five against the Florida State team that looks worse and worse with each passing week. Any particular lean on this one? Yeah, I'm all about Syracuse here. The locker room in Tallahassee is toxic right now. There will be tens of thousands of seats. It, be, it will not be the normal home field advantage. The Orange is 3-0 and against the spread on the road this year against good teams, too. LSU, NC State, and Miami had a chance to win all those games in the fourth quarter. Cuse is 6-2 and against the spread as a road dog. Under Dino Babers, FSU at home this year, 0-3 both straight up and against the spread. And don't, remember, don't forget that 35-3 to pimp slap they took last week. That was without All-American Harold Landry even dressing out for BC FSU's season uh, was sabotaged in week one. And I like Syracuse to go in there and win outright. 
Florida just parted ways with head coach Jim McElwain. They've got a total of 61 and a half points on the board for this weekend's game at Missouri. Isn't that crazy considering Florida's offense has been struggling for years, it seems like? Yeah, this is the highest total in a Gator game since 2010, Urban Myers last year at UF. And between 2010 and now, the highest previous total they had seen is 56 and a half. Now, I know Drew Locke is really on fire right now, but he's not playing UConn's defense or Idaho's defense this week. And Florida, you know, has been pedestrian offense all year, and they just lost Malik Davis, the star freshman leading rusher. Tyree Cleveland is still not 100% healthy. He's questionable this week. Hasn't done hardly anything since September 30th when he suffered that lower ankle sprain. The Gators' last three games combined scores of 33, 36, and 49 no idea why this total is so high. Love the under. One last question for you that doesn't necessarily relate to a gambling aspect. Khalil Tate, the quarterback at Arizona, he didn't get the starting nod from Rich Rodriguez until the beginning of October, but in four games, he's led the Wildcats to four victories. He's rushed for damn near 900 yards. I mean, this kid has been as exciting as anybody in college football. Do you think he has a shot at contending for the Heisman Trophy this year? Uh, you just wish he would have gotten put in like three weeks before, but he has been sensational, no doubt about it. Set the FBS record for QB rushing. Uh, we'll see how Arizona, what they do the next few weeks and how his numbers uh, play out. But, man, he has been a godsend for Rich Rodriguez, no doubt, and has just been nothing but sensational. Follow him on Twitter at Vegas B. Edwards, a professional handicapper. You can catch him at BrianEdwardsSports.com and VegasInsider.com. It's Brian Edwards joining us here on the Sharp 600. Brian, as always, we appreciate the time. Terrific stuff. We look forward to doing it again soon. Love it. Thanks so much, Joe. Let me give out my favorite pick. I like South Carolina plus 24 and a half, 4-0-1 against the spread as an underdog this year with four outright wins. Thanks so much for having me, Joe. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for ending it in such dramatic fashion, Brian. I always appreciate it, man. That was awesome. Let let me add that Jake Bentley, uh, you know, he has not thrown an interception in four games, six six to zero TBI and T ratio, and he'll play well. Georgia will win by 10, maybe 14 tops. I love it. Just the walk-off play of the week. You know how to do these interviews better than anybody else. (laughs) See you, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Be good. It says here we should work in teams. Who wants to be my spotter? Including last week's upset alert, our college football picks went 2-1. and one. So let's see if we can keep this thing moving in the right direction. Give me some music. Game number one, 8 p.m. Eastern. Virginia Tech laying 2.5 at Miami. One undeniable fact for any college football fan is that the sport is always better when the U is relevant. And this season, Mark Rick has the U more than relevant thanks to a flawless 7-0 record. But look a little bit closer at that undefeated Mark, and you'll see four straight one-score games against unranked opposition that A, very easily could have gone against Miami, and B, has the Sharps fleeing to Virginia Tech for good reason. Miami's current success simply isn't sustainable. Since falling 31-17 against Clemson back on September 30th, the Hokies have ripped off three straight wins over Boston College, North Carolina, and Duke by a combined score of 106-20. I've always loved the U, but my heart and my wallet reside in different locations for a reason. Lay the two and a half with Virginia Tech. Game number two, 10 p.m. Eastern, Arizona, plus seven and a half at USC. We've mentioned him before, but the name bears repeating. Have you watched Arizona quarterback Khalil Tate play yet? This kid is amazing. 
and it makes you wonder what the hell Rich Rodriguez was thinking, waiting until the beginning of October to name him the starting quarterback, which, since that time, has resulted in four straight victories and an average of 48.7 points per game, while Tate has rushed for a staggering 840 yards and eight touchdowns in the process. People, that's over just four games. Seriously, this kid didn't start playing until October, but you got to start giving him legitimate consideration for the Heisman Trophy. USC rebounded off that Notre Dame loss nicely with a 48-17 win at Arizona State last weekend, but this team is far from the national title contender we were all sold on before the season started. The Trojans are sloppy with the rock and lack the discipline to bottle up Tate long enough to cover a 7.5-point spread. We'll take Arizona in the points. That is a wrap for this week's installment of the College Football Podcast here on the Sharp 600. Thanks for checking us out, everybody. We greatly appreciate it. If you get the opportunity, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. We'll be back later in the week with our NFL podcast. But until then, be well and best of luck.